Understanding how leadership works can help you construct a route for the future, no matter where you are in your career. This podcast is here to help you get started and stay motivated. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leadership Loading Podcast. Join our host, Jason McLaren, as he interviews experts and shares advice on how to pursue a better life using different tools, techniques, motivation, and encouragement. Because leadership is an uphill climb, this podcast will teach you the ideas, techniques, and process of becoming a transformative leader. This is the Leadership Loading Podcast. Leadership Inspired. Hey everybody, it's Jason McLaren with the Leadership Loading Podcast, and today we're talking about leadership and happiness with our guest, Robin Thomas. She's uh, a healer, a spiritual healer, and she's been performing healings and teaching spirituality for over 20 years, and uh, often she's working on spiritual journeys and working with the world of others, so we're going to talk to her today about some of the things she does in, uh, in her Phoenix Rising Healings. And uh, we were talking before recording here about some of the, the services that she offers and, and how we can hopefully reach out and use some of those towards our process and moving forward. So, Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Definitely. So let's talk about first how you got into this uh, spiritual healing. Uh, well, I kind of have been on this. I sort of sort of always had this holistic bent, I think, um, it, it, when I when I was a kid, my mom was doing all kinds of spiritual work. And then um, as an adult, I've sort of been drawn into that. And I worked for, I worked for 25 years as an occupational therapist. And I really have loved blending the, the spiritual sort of esoteric world with the like Eastern and Western medicine kind of thing. I really love that, that blend. Cause I do feel like, I mean, we need, we need physical medicine and we also need this sort of spiritual energetic component. So being able to marry both of those is, is, is like, like that's where my passion is. Definitely. I think a lot of uh, military veterans and first responders, sometimes we have a, a stigma about saying, yeah, we're hurting or, or that sort of thing. Yeah. And so I thought that might be a good tool that we could use on talking about these things and, and moving forward. And we'll, we'll break them down a little bit more as we go along. But I know like when you get out of the military, you, you go to your VA appointment, they call it, and you try to get your, what we call a rating, and a lot of times our guys will downplay the, the injury and, and like myself, I have a rating. And when I first did it, uh, it was a low rating. And then I had to go back and really tell them exactly what was going on. Because when I first got, I was like, I'm, you know, I was a firefighter in the Air Force. I'm like, no, I'm a tough guy and I'm not, you know, going to tell them what's going on. But it wasn't until I actually broke down those barriers and stigmas of not everybody's a superhero. Um, and so I think uh, some of your tools that you have in your services could help us out. Well, and I think, I think, I also think that I think you, you are superheroes. And I think that's part of the, like, I think the stigma of, you know, tough guys don't cry or whatever it is. I feel like um, that, that it, you do yourself a disservice, right? Like that, like the fact is you, you've put yourself in harm's way and you did so willingly. And there has to be that sort of that energetic, uh, it, you have to hold that real big energy in order to do that. But then the result, the result is you there, it is physically taxing. It is emotionally taxing. It is, it is, there's a spiritual sort of pay that you have to, you have to pay for that. And then, and then when you stop doing that, when you stop being either, you stop being a first responder or you stop being in the military, you stop having to be like big and tough and on, it's almost like, well, what's my, what's, what's my, what's my role? What's my purpose? Your identity almost needs to reshift. And I think that's, it's harder for people to, to, 
understand that, that, that the vulnerability to it, to acknowledge that takes even more strength than running into a burning building. Definitely. And so let's, let's talk about a couple of your services. Uh, sure. So we'll start with, I'm going to probably botch this name, the rice method. Reese method. So um, (laughs) I teach, I teach in an energy medicine school called uh, the Reese Thomas Institute. Um, I graduated from the program in 2017 and now I'm a lead teacher in the third year. It's a three-year mastery program and he teaches, um, there are basic, there are five basic um, energy profile systems and, and everybody has a combination of those. Now I'm assuming most of your lead, most of your, your people, I mean, in order to be to do first responders and, and to be in the military and it's that it takes a warrior. So all of your people have a warrior energy. That's a big, giant, charismatic leadership energy. That's what your people just, they're naturally bred for that. Um, we all have different sort of secondary profiles, but what I do is I help people both understand that if your job is here to be a hero and a warrior and a te- and, a, and a leader, then 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 that's you're if you're not inspiring and you're not leading, then you don't necessarily feel like you have a purpose. And so I do help people access both how they can how how they can sort of hone that leadership strength, even if they're not you know, defending or fight, right? Whatever aspect of your life, you're always going to be that leader. You're always going to be the people, someone that people look to. So, so then also as a leader, it's, it's allowing that sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need assistance. Sometimes you need a team in order to be able to do your work in the world. Um, so that's the Reese method. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's both understanding who you are, how you operate, and then what you can do with that energy. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's about creating harmony. I think that's a lot of a lot of making a team and being a leader is creating harmony within your team. I know um, throughout my career, as I go I climb up the ladder and move up, it's all about you know when I take a new role, it's like I can't just come in and and start turning the ship right away. I got to create the the balance in the department or the the unit, whatever I'm in, and 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 see those different styles of leadership I need to implement for different people. And right. so something like that is something we could use uh, for those of us working on our leadership skills and, and moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you also do happiness coaching. So I know a lot of, there's a lot of uh, background and news on veterans and, and first responders with psychological issues, issues. And when the suicide rates, as we know, um, veterans are, there's a, the, the standard practice or standard number that everyone uses 22 veterans a day commit suicide. I don't know off the top of my head, the first responders, it's, it's fairly high. I think 100, about 100 a year of police and fire yeah. uh, commit suicide. So um, let's talk about happiness coaching a little bit. So happiness coaching is really like it's taking a look at all of the places where you lose your power, where you lose your energy, where, where I mean, life is is always going to be handing us sort of challenges. It's always going to be handing us lemons. Our job is to decide what kind of lemonade we want to make with it. But sometimes that requires us to do some deep dive work, right? I, I do feel like, especially first responders, especially um, people, veterans, like it's it's like you you have this, you do these things in, in, a, in a war or if you see so much as a first responder that you don't then have, you don't, you don't get to like fit exactly back into society again it's like there's a there's a disconnect right and so so what happened what I do what I do with my clients is I is I as I help them make peace with all of the parts of themselves the parts of themselves that they hate or they judge or they think is wrong or bad 
and I help them sort of really embrace those parts of themselves as as the best parts of as their power centers. Um, I worked with one woman who is actively in the military. I worked with her for, I don't know, six months or six or eight months. And, and by the end of it, she was so much more, she was still herself, but she was so much more comfortable in her role. She was so much more comfortable who she was in her leadership, being able to, to, to ask for her needs. And it was, it was such a beautiful thing to watch her come into her own in such a different way. And that's what happiness coaching is. It's just really teaching you how to be completely 100% at peace with yourself so that with whatever's going on out there isn't going to necessarily touch you in here. Definitely. And I think a lot of that can help us with our coping skills. And and I think a lot of us, we get out of the military, we get out of the first response, and, and our coping skills may not be the best. You know, we, right. we usually join the military or get into that role as an 18 or 19-year-old. And then we just kind of are told what to do, we right? Follow orders, we give orders. And when that subordinate doesn't follow your order, you're able to do things to make them comply. And so I, I had a problem with that when I got out. I was like, no, you're going to do what I tell you to do, basically. And then I, I got a job that was more like a cut, it was a 911 center, but which is really just customer service. Yep. And I was not good at that. And so I had to, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to these people on the phone and I'm like, just do what I tell you to do. And, you know, and of course I had to go through some empathy training because I, uh, you know, just couldn't conform to that right away. Well, well, yeah. And I, you know, I think it's, I think sometimes people go into like, you're right, like the military or something is, it is a way to feel like they do have some control, right? There is a, there's a, there's a finite thing I can fix and do. Right. So there's there's and and you're used to that and you get trained in it and that's how it works. And then and then you're you come out into life and and that actually you don't have any control over kind of anything. And it can be it can be really disorienting to to not have feel like you have any control, which is why that's what I do is what I teach you is the only thing you have control over is you. That's the only thing you can control. So you get to decide what and it's really ultimately about feeling what's fe- what's here, what's present, and really sitting in that, and then allowing it to be okay, as opposed to nope, I don't have time for that. I have this to do, right? Definitely. And so you mentioned you had some clients that were previous military. Uh, what other kind of clients do you work with? Um, in ge- I mean, in general, I work with people who are. Um, I, I, I mostly work I mostly work with women, although I really haven't enjoyed recently exploring um, with men. I mean, I, when I work with my women clients, I work with like embracing that sort of divine feminine. What does it mean to be a woman in today's society? But what I'm actually enjoying now, recently I had a spate of clients who are men and I'm enjoying exploring with them what does it mean to be masculine and hold a divine masculine in society these days and that's a that's a totally different animal and it's actually really cool to get to explore that um you know as a woman coaching men through embracing sort of a divine feminine is is kind of it's a really neat dynamic that i get to have with my clients definitely and then uh so you have the the services and, and some classes there what other classes do you do um, I, well, I do, I have, I do a lot of like inner child work. So it's a lot of like really, again, embracing 
everything that has ever happened happened for you and nothing has ever happened to you right so it's like really making peace with it i have i do inner child work i do what's called ho'oponopono which is a prayer of forgiveness it's a Hawaiian practice of forgiveness and that's really all about um owning whatever it is that's that's bothering you triggering you upsetting you anything anything you've ever done anything that has ever happened making peace with it so it's like i'm i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you and it's just it's those four phrases i teach ho'oponopono that's part of my practice is just like how can you embrace and make peace with what is um i i teach you know a a course specifically in each chakra chakras are energy centers and i i do a you know a lot of chakra classes um and and I do classes that are like shut off the the gremlin voice inside of you. I call it taming the gremlin and all kinds of things to just really come to peace with who you are as is. And pretty much all of my classes focus on that. And for those of us that don't know what a chakra is, what is that? Chakra is, um, there are set, we all have seven major chakras. They're energy centers. They are, they rule a certain aspect of your life. And they also are, I think of them as levels of consciousness. So it's like, like it starts with the root. It starts with the tribe, the family, the first chakra. That's the the body, the physical world. And then it goes up. There's the emotional world. There's your will, your power center. There's your heart, which is the way you come into relationships. There's your voice, which is how you actually communicate in the world. There's your, your sixth chakra, which is how you see in the world. And then there's the seventh chakra, which is your connection to the divine, infinite possibilities, source, whatever you want to say is higher than we are. And they all build on one another right so it's like clearing out one affects the whole system interesting yeah um all right so if i if me and you we had one minute to to catch up on something and you had to give me one tip on leadership skills what would you say i would say that the the strongest most important thing you can ever do is to honor your own vulnerability and and to acknowledge that like even atlas shrugged right there's like at some point you can't do it alone and in fact trying to do it alone is sometimes what gets us into trouble that you can't solve the problem at the level it was created all right so robin if, if we wanted to get a hold of you and talk to you about some of the classes how can we do that uh you can go to my, my website is probably the easiest place to find me which is um, phoenix-rising-healings.com. I also have a Facebook page, Phoenix Rising Healings on Facebook, um, on Instagram as also Phoenix Rising Healings. Awesome. Healings with an S. Right. We'll put that in the show notes just so everybody can get, get straight to you. Sure. Robin, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Jason. There are thousands of leadership and management podcasts to choose from. We're glad you chose the Leadership Loading Podcast, a Go Heroes production. If you'd like to support Go Heroes Inc., visit www.goheroes.org. And with that, it's time to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We sincerely hope you liked it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Let's all grow together. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Loading Podcast. Leadership Inspired.